Good day. You're about to listen to episode 9 of a podcast called The Movie Mixtape with Marcy and Dirk. And we have started a new mixtape with this episode. It's our Let's Dance Mix. It is my pick for the show and I have picked 1992's movie Strictly Ballroom as directed by Baz Luhrmann. So sit back, relax and enjoy the mix. Hello, Marcy. How are you doing? Hello, Dirk. I am good. I think my voice is officially back. I I don't know. But hello, how are you? (laughs) I am all right. I'm wearing uh, sequins. I'm wearing a fabulous ball gown uh, dress. Got my hair slicked back. And I'm going to dance to Electropop like a robot from 9A4 Mm. because we started Mm -hmm. uh, our new mixtape, which is entitled uh, Let's Dance. Ain't that right? Yep. It's not dance month. It is let's dance month. It's not let's dance month. It's let's Daddy, dance. Well, let's let's dance month. Well, it's month mix. Uh, we spent all that money branding ourselves as a mixtape based podcast, and now you're off calling it months mixtapes, Marcy. It's let let's dance mixtape, not month. You know, if you want to replace me with Mikey, I totally understand. I I think you've had enough of me. The irreplaceable Marcy, sadly. That's and it's, it's, <laughs> the burden. The burden of the podcast is that uh, you are the one with the talent and the charisma. So we will have to stay together and keep going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just so, yeah, I want you, you wa- to remember, you said that. Okay, not me. You mm-hmm. said it. Okay. Well, we'll scrub it. We'll we'll get rid of it. Um, <laughs> you all right though? Yeah, you're feeling I'm better. Good. I'm... You're feeling better. Okay, yeah, we're gonna get into it a little bit more. But this movie, <laughs> I feel lame saying it because I literally just said it before we were recording. <laughs> but this movie feels like a very good bridge between last week and this week, and I'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, but. I'm very excited to talk about this movie, and I am in a much better mood than I was last week. So, Well, that's good. I'm pleased to hear that. Um, mm-hmm. And the movie is mm-hmm. um, the first movie for um, the Let's Dance mixtape is my pick, and it is 1992's Strictly Ballroom, directed by Baz <laughs> Luhrmann. Yes. So we're going to be talking yes, about yes. that, aren't we? Mm-hmm. But first, um, okay, this is like very brave of me. But I want to make a brave. correction. I about up time so bad last week. Okay, so everybody knows the MCU is like my bread and butter. It's all I live for. It's the reason I wake up every morning. <laughs> but we were talking about Eternals last week. I mean, though, this is kind of actually perfect in a way. You know, everybody knows I had a problem with that movie. Everybody knows like I struggled with it. So I was talking about my favorite character uh, last week, and I kept calling her Mira. That is not her name. Uh, correction, her what? name is 
Makari. And uh, that just goes to show how little I was actually paying attention to that movie or remember from it that I can't even remember <laughs> my favorite character's uh, name. But she's so cute. And I'm so sorry. Uh, Makari? Uh, Lauren. I can't think of her last name, but the actress's real name is Lauren. She's very sweet. She's very cute. And that's my correction uh, for that lady. Wow. <laughs> just basking in your bravery right now. <laughs> You're a shining example, and if I ever make a mistake, if I ever, I'm in that sorry position that you are in right now and have to own up to making a mistake, I'll just remember your humility Mm -hmm. in this moment Mm -hmm. and keep it with me Mm -hmm. in my heart. If that ever happens, should that ever happen? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it's not going to happen because you're perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, But before we get into your movie, also, if you would allow me... Well, I think we'll both collectively kind of do this, but I don't know, like, everything's been going so well with the show. I think you and I had very low expectations. I think, like, actually, okay, it's kind of foreshadowing or jumping ahead a little bit. Not foreshadowing, it's just jumping ahead a little bit. But, like, this movie this week, there was something about it that kind of reminded me of us in this show, where we were, like, I don't know. So there's... a. Yeah, the hair. Definitely the hair. The makeup. But and the makeup. And the sparkly outfits, definitely. Mm, yeah. But on top of that, you know, there is a quote in this movie, like from Scott to Fran, where he's like, I don't care about winning, I just care about doing our steps. And that made me think of you and I, like when we were about to start everything and we were like, you know, like, are people gonna listen to this? Are people gonna enjoy it? And and then we just both were like, No, we're just this is for us to get to know each other, to have fun, to share movies with each other, make these mixtapes, and that's what it was all about, and that's all we care about, but really, I'm just so happy that, like, yes, that that's all still going on, and I'm so happy with all of that, but, I mean, people are actually listening to it, we're getting really good <laughs> feedback, Um I don't know. I just, it, it's all kind of surreal. I, I don't know. It's better than I ever imagined it going. And I just wanted to thank some people. I know like this is coming from you though, too. Like I know these people have had an impact on you too and, and everything. But, uh, first we just have to thank Mikey because I mean, you know, well, he came on and did the high and low episode and that was just so much fun to do. But he's also just been helping us the whole way. And, and I just, I don't know. I just love Mikey so much. He's just a really good person. And Get in I don't line. know. <laughs> I know. I know. That's your main squeeze. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will just, you know, admire you two from afar. <laughs> but, but like, I just like Mikey really is just a really special person. And I'm just like, uh, how I feel about your friendship is how I feel about Mikey's friendship. And it's just like, you know, you don't meet many people like you and Mikey. And I'm just very happy and lucky to know both of you. Uh, so that's my first thank you. And from you, too. I know that comes from you. If you want to say anything nice about Mikey, go ahead. <laughs> no. I say th- nice <laughs> things about Mikey too often. It's fine. You okay. do all the nice... Okay. You talk about nice about him. Okay. Well, that's... I just wanted to say like, thank you to I Mikey. Love you. <laughs> um, but... And then I just really want to thank Slim. Uh, we've kind of talked about Slim a little bit here and there. But, you know, Slim you know, originates for you with Paper Keg. Um, how I met Slim is through 70 millimeter. Uh, and then you're in there too, the 70 millimeter discord. And Slim is uh, a host of 70 millimeter, the podcast, but Slim is just always listening to our episodes, always providing really funny comments on things, but he's also, uh, 
been helping me out. I'm editing and I'm just, you know, I'm relatively new to it, but he's really been helping me out and, you know, giving me really good advice and feedback. And I just like, I'm so thankful for that too. So I just want to give a special shout out to Slim. Um, but then also like, I mean, you kind of mentioned Bat and Spider before, but like Dale and Chuck gave us a special mention, like on an episode a, a couple weeks ago. I don't know. I just get kind of emotional, but in a good way. Like just, I mean, we have like the best people in our lives and the best people supporting us. And I mean, in both the 70 millimeter discord and the Bat and Spider discord, I mean, just. I don't know what I would do without those people. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm just so happy they're there and they're supporting us. And and then I just, I, okay, so one really big thing for me, <laughs> I think for you too, but one really big thing for me was just like, this is sharing movies we love and it's really important that somebody else watches them. Now I know we're watching them together and that's really fun and, and special and that would be enough for me. That really would be enough but we actually have some people that have been watching all of them most of them and I it just amazes me and like some people off the top of my head that I can really think of are Yoli, uh, Brandon, Robert, and Sean and I, I don't know. I, I mean I can barely keep up with them watching these movies every week i don't know how people do that and then watch the bat and spider movie watch the 70 millimeter movie watch the dune pod movie watch the synonym movie and then all of our other friends in their podcast i don't know how people do that and they don't have to do that but it just it means like so much i think to both of us that people are watching these movies so i don't know i just wanted to say thank you because i think it's important to say thank you yeah no, <laughs> so, definitely and i yeah. think we have been um overwhelmed by yes. people, lis- people listening, just listening. Mm-hmm. The simple act of listening mean, means a lot. If you, um, I don't know, send us a message or talk to us about it, then, um, mm-hmm. you know, just know that you've probably, um, brightened our day considerably yeah. when you do that. I, yeah. Um, and just, yeah, I, I mean, echoing what you said, I can barely watch this, the movies for this podcast. So. <laughs> So how anybody else is, is, is doing it with, with, with everything else going on, I don't know. And I should just say that when you started talking uh, about that and, and you started thanking everyone, you stood up and you unleashed a scroll that just hit the floor with a long list of names on. And I just had to, had to cut you off till you just stopped talking. Because it was like the Oscars. Yeah, you were giving was. me the wrap it up. You were playing yeah. me off. Because yeah. Marcy would I be thanking it. everyone all day. That's what I do, though. I like to thank people. Listen, yeah. I like to show appreciation. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry that you don't, because you can't. <laughs> you can't show emotion. It's like in your in your British nature to not open up and show emotion. The only way I can show emotion is watching two people in the Pan Pacific Latin American Dance Championships. Okay, that's the only way I can show emotion. That's a perfect segue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well said, Marcy. And I'm glad you uh-huh. said that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it is really important to just say hello to everyone listening and to say like, mm-hmm. we really appreciate it. And, and thank you for being here. And just, yeah, just reach out to us and uh, send us an email, send us a voicemail and just let us know your, your thoughts on the movies that you're listening to. And we can uh, maybe grow the community a little bit more as, as well, which I think is, is something that, um, has, we talked about at the beginning as being uh, a part of the reason why we like podcasts is the community that grows out of podcasts. 70 millimeter paper keg, bat and spider, uh, obvious examples of that. Great. Well, you ready Thanks, to talk Marcy. about you your are, movie? You are, you have proven yourself yet again to be the superior <laughs> host and I am sitting down in shame, but I will continue relentlessly <laughs> to disappoint you. 
Oh no, you could never. (laughs) (laughs) I I have disappointed you on many occasions, as you have told me uh, often. But don't worry, we keep that between us. All right. That's private. Okay, Mm -hmm. they don't need to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shall we? Shall we talk about the movie? Yes, we should talk about this movie, please. Okay. Well, so this is Let's Dance uh, mixtape. Not mine. Uh, it's not mine. No, well, what it, I've, I've got over it now. But anyway, <laughs> um, and it's and it's my it's my pick. So I'll mm-hmm. do the synopsis. And the film, as we said, is strictly ballroom from 1992, directed by Baz Luhrmann. Okay, synopsis. Good day, mates. Bert Donovan here for the Waratah Gazette, bringing you the latest updates for the Pan Pacific Grand Prix Amateur Five Dance Latin American Championships. The news out of Les Kendall Studio is not good. We all saw their lead hope Scott Hastings dance like a flaming galah at the regionals. Well, now he's looking for a new Sheila, as his long-time partner Liz Holt dropped him like a drongo. But what can you expect when Scott keeps going on and on about wanting to dance new steps? I've even heard he doesn't care about winning the Pan Pacific Grand Prix Amateur 5 Dance Latin American Championships. Thankfully, Australian Dance Federation President Barry Fife has reassured (laughs) us all there'll be no new steps when he said... There will be no new steps. <laughs> Despite this, tryouts are ongoing for Scott's new partner, but Struth, his chances are slim. Maybe he'll find a beginner dancer who herself is on a journey of self-discovery. Perhaps their failed ink can bring out the best in each other in some kind of fearlessly bit of uh, kismet. Her dad might even be a flamenco dancing mafia boss. <laughs> but if you think that Scott and this hypothetical partner <laughs> called Fran, just Fran, have any chance of winning the Pan Pacific oh, Grand Prix Amateur Five Dance Latin American Championships, you're a stubby short of a six-pack. This is Bert Donovan <laughs> signing off. Oh, my God. Did you enjoy my uh, Welsh yes. accent then? <clears throat> <laughs> we need to have a rule in place that, not me, but when you do your synopsis, synopses, whatever, plural, whatever, uh-huh, whatever, uh-huh. Uh, we cannot look at each other. Okay, I know you have a piece of paper in front of you, <laughs> oh, don't, don't but I do not. <laughs> I have to look at the ceiling. I have to bite my thumb. I have to <laughs> think of ways to keep from Listen, like laughing. I want, I, I, I want it. I want it. I want people to think I've just done that off the top of my head. No, oh, <laughs> I mean when I say paper, I mean like a metaphor. Yeah, there thank really you. wasn't a a physical piece of. That's paper. a really profound metaphor about paper. <laughs> 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 so yeah that's well that's 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 kind of the synopsis kind of um, yes. and and this is the film uh i guess this is my pick isn't it but what i wanted to ask you mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. how did you feel going in okay so remember that bridge i talked about mm-hmm Okay, let's so walk over gonna, it together. I'm gonna, yeah, let's walk over the bridge together. Mm-hmm. All right. So, if you remember last week, I was talking about like Ghostbusters and how if I'm in a rut, that's a movie I want to watch because it makes me feel good. And there's certain parts of it that just make me very happy. I knew instantly watching this movie that this is going to be one of those movies mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. And surprise, I didn't tell you this yet, but before I even watched it, just knowing from you and a couple other people that really love this movie, I actually bought it. (laughs) 
So without even watching it for the first time. And then it started. I paused it and I messaged you and I just said, I'm (laughs) not implying one thing or the other. I don't know. I was trying not to imply anything, but I just said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it just was like immediate joy. And Mm. yeah, this is definitely going to be a comfort movie for me. This is my new Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. (laughs) And I'm very happy. No, I really, 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 I'm just going to tell you now, I just really loved it. I really, really loved it. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's it. Let's so. let's turn the microphones off. We did it. Okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because you did message me, didn't you? And, mm-hmm. you, and you said, mm. "What was he said? Oh my, oh my goodness." And I, in my mm-hmm. heart, I knew had you, <laughs> me and Baz, <laughs> along with Scott I, I and Fran. Oh we god, had you. I just. So I I want to talk a little bit about Baz. I like to also say Baz hands instead of jazz hands. Mm-hmm. Baz hands. Uh-huh. But um, he is a director that is so hit or miss for me. But I will say before seeing this movie, I am absolutely in love with the Romeo and Juliet movie he did. Um, in the 90s. And it wasn't at first. It took a while, but I, I now love Moulin Rouge. Uh, it did, it did take a, a couple watches and, and it's all mostly because of Ewan McGregor. But then the later half of his career, you know, he does Australia, which I couldn't get five minutes through. Um, and then I really do not like his Great Gatsby movie. I was so, that is one of the most disappointed times I've ever been in a movie theater oh, no. because that's a book I really love. I thought the uh, casting was all really perfect. <laughs> uh, and I was just so underwhelmed with that movie. And now he's got a new movie coming out, uh, that mm-hmm. Elvis movie. Um, and I didn't watch the full trailer, but I am excited about some things for it. Uh, Kelvin Harrison is playing BB King and I love Kelvin. And, um, I, Tom Hanks, my dad, isn't it? Uh, oh, I don't know. Anybody listening? Just so you know, big news. Tom Hanks is my father. Uh, just, <laughs> um, but I, I really love, and, the, and it's kind of perfect because this movie starts with a red curtain. And are you familiar with the Red Curtain trilogy? Am I familiar with the Red Curtain trilogy? Yes, is the answer. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So this is the first film in his Red Curtain trilogy. Mm -hmm. It's also his first film directing ever, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, so the Red Curtain trilogy is Strictly Ballroom, Romeo and Juliet, and and the Moulin Rouge, which I think these are his three best movies, no doubt about Mm -hmm. it. So, and it has, yeah. has such a wonderful story, uh, strictly ballroom of how it how it came to be a film. Did mm-hmm. do you, are you did you read any of that when you were doing? No, because I'm gonna do what you do, okay? If it's yes. not my movie, I'm I'm just gonna sit back and and let you school me a little bit. Well, okay? sit down a little, <laughs> put on your seatbelt, <laughs> and let me ask you something, Marcy. Okay. Uh, did you know? Did you know? So, uh, strictly ballroom. Um, started a long time before it, it came out as a, as a film. When he did it, he, he wrote it as a stage play, I think, when he was at college or whatever. Um, National Institute of Dramatic Arts in Sydney. So in 1984. So that's eight years before it was released as a movie. So he's had this. This is his passion project, I think, probably basically, I guess, from a very mm-hmm. long time. And then, um, he, he expanded it and for some reason he went into some Czechoslovakian youth arts festival, um, mm-hmm. with it. 
and then came back and and it had a um go around at um, some theater in sydney this this elongated version and that's mm-hmm. where um a guy called ted albert um was watching it with his wife and ted albert is a famous um australian um music producer who was starting up mm-hmm. a film company and said well how would you like to make this into a movie and so that's where it all came from so i think it's such a mm-hmm. a wonderful story like that was his thing he made he made in college and it, you know it's kind of like a bit almost like what you were alluding to before when, when about the podcast and the theme of the the movie is not even about it's almost not about winning it's just about doing it isn't it it's about mm-hmm. you know and yeah. and um uh, scott in the film who's the dancer just wanting to dance his own steps and there was a there was a bit of a battle when they were looking for funding for the movie i think they wanted to get something like five million us dollars uh, australian dollars five or six million australian dollars and they couldn't secure that because it was first time director first time actors mm-hmm. and um, they wanted this realistic film i think dirty dancing came out in like a year or a few years beforehand so that was in the common culture mm-hmm. and that's kind of i think they they were expecting an, an australian version of dirty dancing this is not an australian version of dirty dancing i know you have not seen dirty dancing but it is very much not an australian <laughs> version of dirty dancing <laughs> and they were they were being encouraged to put in all this sort of subplots about uh, Scott working in a, I think in a steel mill or something like that, and to add this other kind of real, realistic <laughs> like, tone. Like what flash dance? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, well, that, that's it, and I think that's what they wanted. Oh my god. But, but in essence, what happened was they couldn't <clears throat> secure the in, enough funding. So I think mm-hmm. Ted Albert kept reducing okay. the amount of budget that um, he was asking for. Eventually, got a budget of about I think two million US dollars, three three million Australian dollars, and because of that, mm-hmm. they chopped bits out of it uh, and and we got this wonderful 90 minute film that is just mm-hmm. it never stops you know mm-hmm. it, you know you don't you don't get every single little nuance filled in for you but i i, I like that i love that that we don't know exactly mm-hmm. everybody's single backstory in yeah. here and we're left to, we're left to put some pieces together and when the film finishes i'm just like oh does it have to finish does it have to Aww. finish? And I never, <laughs> and I hardly ever feel like that about any movie yeah. when it finishes. Normally I'm like, oh, that was good. Or thank God that's over. But for this, I'm like, oh, keep going. Keep going. Show me more. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because the first time I watched it, I kind of started it later in the night. Um, But once it was over, I was like, wow, I have to go to bed. But I really wish I didn't because I would just turn this back on immediately <laughs> if I yeah. could. And um, no, those are really special movies like that where you just want to watch it again, like right away. And and it's kind of similar like to what you're saying. Like, why does it have to end? But you're like, oh, I can just turn it back on. And I was so excited. Like, I watched it again today and um, I was just, I was looking for it. I had some stuff to do this morning and I was like, hurry up. Like, I want to go watch this movie. No, I just love movies like that where you just, like, you just feel good when you watch it. And I don't know. Yeah, it just makes you feel a certain way. Like, like I said, comfort movies. Um, Those are the best. Yeah. For sure. So I guess if just if just in case that synopsis was not intelligible, it's a film oh about a dancer, a ballroom dancer called Scott Hastings, um, who just wants to do his own dance moves. That's what he wants mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. But in these ballroom dancing competitions, um, it's not allowed. You stick to the routine, um, or you uh, are disqualified. Um, mm-hmm. So 
Scott is on this mission to to try and do his own dance moves, but loses his dance partner. There's a big sort of crisis <laughs> at, at the dance school, and mm-hmm. and he needs to find a new partner. And in walks Fran, who's at the dance school and has been dancing for just two years. And mm-hmm. and and it's about their relationship and how they develop their routine and their their partnership. Um, and it all leading up to the uh, Pan Pacific Grand Prix. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, mm-hmm. what's what would you say stood out for you then? I guess what did you like about it? Okay, so when it started, now this doesn't happen throughout the whole movie. I it's so I don't know how to explain. Okay, maybe I'll talk about it first, then I'll explain like what I mean when I don't know. Anyways, so the movie starts and it's it's like the first competition, and then you get like commentary from like the mom, the dad. Uh, the guy that runs the whole thing, uh, Les, you know, Liz, also a Saint Seb. And it just reminded me so much of this movie called Best in Show, <laughs> which is about dogs. Which is about dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like the dog show, whatever it's called. And it's just like it being such a specific thing that there are a group of people that take it very seriously, but like yeah. maybe the rest of the world doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, a mockumentary in that sense. But the only thing is, like, that happens in the very beginning, and then it doesn't happen the rest of the movie. But I had this weird thing where I was like, I'm so glad it happened, but I'm also okay that it stopped happening, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. But that's immediately what I thought of when it started. (laughs) Yeah, it feels definitely like Best in Show, 100%, doesn't it? Like that kind of... Niche thing. Obviously, I think best, well, best in show was after '92. I think wasn't it? But yeah, Spin- yes, Spinal yes. Tap was was obviously before all of them. Oh yeah, uh, I've never uh, seen Spinal Tap. I know, I know, I know. But save it for the pod. Uh, Are you okay? Just, yeah, I'm just gonna have to take a Rennie's. Just. Are quick. you uh, walking away? Are you leaving me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a new dance partner. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I know what you mean. The first 10 minutes with the talking heads and then it just stops, mm-hmm. doesn't it? And we don't get that. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I was totally okay with that as well. And I know perhaps mm-hmm. some for some people that's a negative that perhaps the director hasn't got one clear vision throughout the movie. But when, mm-hmm. oh, when it's just so, I mean, this is my jam, definitely this type of film. And I think thinking about this film in connection with some of the others that we've had, like um, Female Prisoner Scorpion, there's such similarities that this is not a realistically filmed movie. They, you mm-hmm. know, with the way they do everything, it's surreal at times, has a very in-your-face camera angles. People look like they're constantly cross-eyed um, <laughs> when they're talking. And, and basically 50% of the people in it are buffoons. Um, I love that. I love that kind of yeah. accentuated, turned up, well, like Spinal Tap, turned up to 11, you know? yeah. Well, I I get the reference because I do know about Eleven, at least. So, (laughs) but I do like that maybe it's not like it doesn't come off as a clear vision, but those like comments in the beginning, you you know Scott right away because you're watching him dance and you're watching him do his own thing and and you don't need Scott talking, okay? Because we're going to get to also know Scott a little bit more throughout the movie, but you are getting to know all the side characters with their comments. And one of the funniest things to me in that very beginning was Scott dancing, starting to do his own thing, and then it cuts to his mom doing her like commentary (laughs) and she's having a freaking meltdown and then it goes back to Scott dancing and then she's talking about it and having her meltdown and it was like 
that's his mother. Okay, got it. Totally yeah. understand. And then even like his partner Liz, she's like, I, I didn't want any part of it. You know, you just <laughs> he forced me into it. And and it's like, Did Kate oh, Nash okay. Just go in the room? <laughs> was that for British history? <laughs> but I just love that you were kind of that's how you were meeting everybody or getting to know everybody. Mm. Um and I thought that was really smart. Yeah, it's and, a world and building, you, I think, isn't yeah, it? Just and you showing you what's going on. You didn't need it anymore after that. You you mm. kind of got the feel of who everybody was. But one other thing I really liked about this, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to make sense to you because I don't, I know you haven't seen the movie and I don't think you've read the book, but his parents remind me so much of the parents in Pride and Prejudice, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bennett. You, I don't think you will get this reference. That has gone right over my head. Oh my god! And you are the British person, not me. But uh, so, Mister and Missus Bennett, they have five daughters, okay? And Missus Bennett is always losing her s and losing her mind because all she cares about is she wants her daughters to get married. She's freaking out. She's like, like having meltdowns left and right. And then there's the dad, like cool as a like cucumber. I don't know if that's like an expression you say. But he's very just calm. He understands specifically the main character, Elizabeth Bennett. Uh, that's his favorite daughter. Like he understands her. She's the, you know, the main character in the whole story. And he knows what she wants. He knows what's best for her and he wants her to do it. So that's why like his parents just reminded me so much of Mr. and Mrs. Bennett from Pride and Prejudice where the mom is just like, all she cares about is this dance competition mm. where like Mrs. Bennett is only like worried about her daughters getting married. And then, but it's the dad, it's the dad that like, no, I understand my child and I want my child. And and here's the other bridge to last week too, where we had a terrible father that wasn't very like aware of what his daughter wanted or what made her happy. But here's a father that understands his son and wants him to do what he wants to do, not what he wants him for himself for his son to do if that makes sense and i i guess i should just say it now but so i (laughs) i love hot people making out but my other like favorite thing in movies is like adorable movie dads (laughs) i and this dad is like right up there with me and um, he's a cracker Oh, God, I just loved him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, But so, yeah, there's your other bridge. And I like, I just love that, like, Pride and Prejudice, one of my favorite books, one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And I just love that I connected. Oh, we're going to watch that movie at one point and then it'll maybe click for you then. But- well, no, I thought your explanation was really good. Uh, I got it. <laughs> I got it from that. I mean, and I think the the other, the other bit to it is um, there is a search for a partner in this movie as well, isn't there? Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the, the middle third after... After Scott does his shenanigans at, at the regionals or whatever, um, and then can't make it up with his partner Liz, and she she goes off with Ken Railings, and he's and he's and <laughs> that he's part lo- is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but he's lo- but he's looking for a new partner, and they try out, you know, and she, you know, she's there when they're trying out all the new partners. So, so that that tracks mm-hmm. as well, Marcy. I'm with you yeah. on that, and, and I think yeah. I think the maybe the difference here with the dad is that we don't know really through the movie i guess as much as you know we can see that the dad has an empathy for the son mm-hmm. but then we don't find out right till the end exactly exactly why mm-hmm. or, or how much do we it's more revealed mm-hmm. at, at the end yeah mm-hmm. do you do you want to but do you want to um go back to what were your, some of your favorite scenes because i think you were talking about the bit where liz and scott break up that scene in the dance oh studio my gosh. Mm-hmm. um 
he's just like yelling at her like there he's trying to win her back over by doing the proper dance moves and then he starts doing his own thing and she loses it again and liz was really funny because she just has meltdowns too left and right and these meltdowns were so over the top but they felt so <laughs> they felt so baz though like this yeah. movie is the most subtle baz movie i've ever seen but it was so bad at the same time. I don't know how to explain it, but but these people just being over the top with their meltdowns. Oh my gosh. And he's like yelling at her, like, what do you want? Well, what do you want? And she's like, I want Ken. I can't Raylings. believe it was last name. I want yeah, Ken, Ken Raylings. <laughs> to come in and tell me that his partner has broken both of her legs and he wants me to be his new partner. I can't remember the, the quote yeah. verbatim, but oh my God. It, it isn't funny until Ken does come in and he says it exactly the way she said it but his delivery of it is so like dry and <laughs> shorts broke bro, bro for legs and i want to dance with you yeah. yes, and doesn't he look I like just... rick flair yes he does i was gonna say he also kind of looks like he could be a magician maybe yes but what i love about so... what i love what i love about that scene is they they put the tango on in in mm-hmm. the background for the dance lesson and obviously the mm-hmm. tango is a very angry dance it's supposed to be a quite like a, a fierce mm-hmm. dance isn't it and so you have all these arguments going on in time with the tango and there's mm-hmm. that, that bit where liz walks back into the the, the studio um sort of reconsidering and has decided all right maybe she'll give it a go and scott's reconsidering and deciding all right maybe i'll do a, a normal dance step but then they walk er- everything is perfectly in time with the the music and oh, it just brings such joy to my heart that, that there's that that <laughs> yeah. there's that level of thought going on just to make me smile i i just really like how like the movements kind of felt like their own conversations especially yes. in that scene you mm-hmm. know uh they're talking through their dance moves and yeah no i really liked it i i okay i'll get to it in a little bit but i i'm not a very good dancer so that's another thing like i love watching people dance like i love to dance doesn't mean i'm good mm-hmm. but i i really love watching people dance because it is like it is an art and like an expression and man, people that are really good at it, it's just like fun and mm-hmm. it's hard to look away. And there were so many things in this movie. It was like hard to look away. Kind of, I mean, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and talk about another favorite scene. Do you care if I jump a little bit ahead? Or nope. Okay. So there is, oh, well, actually, shoot. Okay. I don't know. I have, okay. There's so many things I like about this movie. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll go. Actually, I'll go in chronological order. So one of my favorite songs of all time is "Time After Time," mm-hmm. and there is a very good instrumental version of it in this. And it's when Fran and Scott first start practicing together, and she's like, "Give me an hour, just give me an hour." Oh yeah. And he he obviously gives her more than that. He gives her a couple of days. They start getting into a rhythm with each other, and then they end up um, on the rooftop of the building. There's a beautiful, like, bright, vibrant Coca-Cola sign, which I found out they did have to pay for. <laughs> Coca-Cola wouldn't just give it to them. Yeah. And um, and then the song comes back in, but with the lyrics. Actually, this time it's not just the instrumental of it. And I kind of like that, that it's like we finally get those, like, song completed when they kind of figure out that like they're each other's partners if, if that makes sense and it, yeah it, that's how like it came off to me and that's um, Fran, but I, that's fran yeah. singing that is it really yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. oh wow i really liked fran a lot mm. that's another thing too as soon as i saw fran oh god okay well i told you i might talk about one thing 
I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait. But I really liked Fran, like, from the get-go. Like, mm. I, just how cute she was. She has a little moment in the beginning when everyone's giving their, like, commentary. And she's just really cute. And one thing I really liked about this movie is, like, Fran is just, like, very naturally pretty. And she kind of gets a little bit of it. Like, I, I hate movies that, like, ugly duckling into a swan because no it shouldn't be like that you should just be yourself and that's fine it's enough um but her makeover yeah she does kind of get one but it's so slight but she's just very naturally pretty mm-hmm. and you know it wasn't like an over-the-top makeover like you see in like american 90s movies like <laughs> that happened you know gotta make the girl like all this makeup and blah 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 blah. no she just you know took her glasses off really <laughs> 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 well what I, what I love about Fran's character is I think that she's um a real she's an equal in in the mm-hmm. relationship to me and Scott's yeah. the one who's been dancing since he was six and all right is mm-hmm. the is the better dancer but she's the brave one and she's mm-hmm. she's the one that approaches him and says I want to dance with you your way mm-hmm. um and she's the one that shows him her new steps you know, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and he's, you know, and he's like, he's impressed with, with everything about her. He's not, yeah. he, he's not like doing this for a bet. It's not like one of those mm-hmm. movies where it's gonna, he's just yeah. waiting for the shoe to drop the entire time. He is mm-hmm. impressed by her one way yes. or another. And there's that mm-hmm. moment where she's trying to kind of convince him that they should dance together. And, you know, you will, you will never know unless you give it a try. And he's dismissive and she barks mm-hmm. something at him in Spanish, which we, we mm-hmm. later, we <laughs> later, later discover is, uh, a life lived in fear is a life half lived, which is the recurrent mm-hmm. theme through the movie. And mm-hmm. she storms off and then, he calls a name. Well, he doesn't call a name. He says, wait. And then she stops. And, mm-hmm. and when, when the camera goes back to her, she stood right in the middle of a spotlight. Mm-hmm. Her head is down and it's so beautiful. It's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and he's, what's your name? <laughs> Fran. What's your, what's, what's your, what's your second name? Just Fran. And I just yeah. love it that their relationship, it, it is one where they bring out the best in each other. She teaches mm-hmm. him how to be brave and he mm-hmm. kind of helps her grow as, as, as a dancer. And we later discover, um, sort of fulfill her legacy with her family and, and connect mm-hmm. with her family in, in a, in a different kind of a way, which yeah. I, I love that they've got those two sort of parallel stories going on. Um, and, and and at no point in this movie do, do either of them let the other one down. Does that make sense? Like there there are moments when they're separated, um, mm-hmm. but it's not because like Scott's deciding he has to act cool in front of somebody because he's the cool dancer. Mm-hmm. It's not you know Patrick Swayze into dancing. You know he respects Fran and and you know he he wants to dance with her, but circumstances kind of get in their way a couple of times. And so I, I love that that it's just it just at no point did I feel like I don't know it was anything more than than uplifting and heartwarming, which is yeah. exactly what I I need at certain times in my life. <laughs> no, like I totally get that too. And and I think like one other thing he helped her out with was like to get out of her shell to not be so timid because she does stand her ground with him a couple times. And yeah, I mean she wouldn't let him push her around she wants to learn and she will listen to him but when he's not listening to her or won't give her a chance or something <laughs> like that she like really lets him have it and i i love that she she's just i don't know a really like they're both really well developed characters really well written characters mm. i really liked 
them both. And I really think both actors had just um, amazing chemistry together. And you you have to with this kind of thing. Like like they even say, like, you have to look like you're in love. Just pretend you're in love. <laughs> and the first time he says that to her, he's like, good job. Yeah. Um, but she is, she's already in love with him. And I think she has been for a little bit of time, mm. probably maybe since day one since she got there. But, you know, that's why he's like, oh, yeah. And he kind of tells her, like, I'm just pretending and I'm just pretending. But you can kind of see, like, he's getting there, too. And kind of, again, just jumping a little bit ahead. But when they first kiss and he, like, was like, you know, when I said you have to, like, pretend you're in love, he's like, well, I made a mistake. And and then he kisses her. And it's just this really, I don't know, They're they're just very sweet together. They're not, like, it's not... I don't know. It's not super flashy. It doesn't need no. to be. They just feel like a real couple. And they, I don't know, like their chemistry is so good too. Well, and I think if we're yeah. going to talk about their chem, <laughs> no, if we're going to talk about their chemistry, then you, mm-hmm. I think, got to talk about that dance they do behind the curtain. At the curtain. Oh my okay. goodness. That was oh the first goodness. thing I was, that was the first thing I was going to jump, jump to. And then I was like, wait, no, I have to talk about time after time. But another song I really love um, is Perhaps, Perhaps. And that is the song they're dancing to behind the curtain. Whew, man. That's like... Holy moly. some hot Australian man <laughs> would teach me how to dance like that. <laughs> but it's not... Okay, so they've been practicing... They've been, they've been practicing together for, <laughs> for about three weeks and yep. uh, they're all set to kind of unveil their partnership to, to everyone because mm-hmm. other people don't know that they've been practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then they get to this, I don't know what it was, state championships or something, and mm-hmm. Scott's been given a new partner, three-time Pan Pacific Grand Prix winning Tina's, Tina Sparkle. Um, <laughs> and so, again, this is some circumstances that come between them. Scott's not impressed he doesn't really want to do it um it's kind Mm of they have this big sort of i don't know fran runs off and he chases her Uh, but then they Mm -hmm. have this really kind of um adult conversation where he's like look i don't really want to do it and she's like well you know you probably should you probably should do it Mm -hmm. and you know and she's looking at her dance and she says just look i i could never do anything like that and and it was a response to that comment that that they start their dance isn't it and it's Mm -hmm. as if He's sort of proving to her that she's good enough. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, and it's I just, love that too. Yeah. <laughs> just, be, but and so it's a very slow dance. It's not a, a fast, energetic, mm-hmm. se- sexy dance in that way. It's just very romantic, very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. To Doris Day singing, <laughs> perhaps, 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 um, behind a white curtain. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's at one point you just see like their shadows too. And I think that's like what like alerts the judges. What, what, what also I really like is their dancing is so good that it starts like attracting other people mm-hmm. to just come and watch. Um, you know, and then his whole family like shows up or his whole posse. <laughs> and that's when things kind of go downhill. Um, but no, I, I, I could just watch them dance like that forever. And to me, it is sexy in a way. It's just slower. Oh, it's sexy. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, it's very believable. Like, mm-hmm. I, if you would tell me that those two were married and had like 14 babies, <laughs> I, I would probably believe. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. But that, that might be, I think that might be my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. It's it's close to another one, um, but I guess we could talk about my other favorite scene if you would be interested. I'm always interested. 
All right. So we talked a little bit about cute dads in movies. <laughs> this dad is very cute. And I really liked him, him dancing and stuff. Um, it kind of reminded me of myself. Like I said, <laughs> I, I am not a good dancer at all, but I love dancing. I dance all the time. Um, oh God. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about this. I love dancing when I'm making dinner. I love dancing like first thing in the morning. I love like, I don't know, but I'm not good at it, but kind of like his dad, like just whatever way the song's going, that's like just what you just start mm. doing. Like it doesn't matter. You don't have to be good. You just, like, how it makes you feel, like, do that. Like, do how it, like, dance how it makes you feel. And I think, like, the dad is really like that. And, um, but I love this moment at the end where they're, it's like at the competition at the very end. And they're trying to force Scott to dance with Liz for the finale. And his mom is just, like, barking at him, like, you have to dance with Liz, you have to dance with Liz. And his dad keeps trying to tell him stuff, like something important. And finally, oh God, I gotta find like the the right quote. Hold on, let me let me find it. Um, but like his dad finally like says, like, you know, we had the chance, but we were scared and we walked away. We lived our lives in fear. And it it makes him think about like, you know, what Fran's been telling him this whole time and what he's been doing this whole time. Like Scott, you know, like he has been living in fear. He hasn't been being like true to himself. And that's when he like realizes like he has to go find Fran that's who he wants to dance with that's he wants to do his steps their steps together but I just love like that his dad gets to have this big moment Mm -hmm. and tell him that and like he understands his son and and he gets it and he's like don't do what I did I want you to have a better life and and not be afraid to live your life and do the things you want to do and and don't be afraid to do them and I I love that and it, it made me very very emotional um and it really made me think of another movie um have you ever seen Silver Linings Playbook? Yeah. <laughs> I can't so recall everything. Okay. I can see pieces of Strictly Ballroom in Silver Linings now. Mm-hmm. There is a dance competition mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> at the end of that movie. But, you know, it's Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence. They enter this dance competition. Jennifer Lawrence is in love with him the whole time. But he's kind of, like, in denial about it, not sure about it. He wants to maybe get with his ex-wife again. I don't know. But there's this really beautiful scene. Robert De Niro plays his dad in the movie, and it really reminded me of this. I, I really love Silver Linings Playbook. Um, it's been a while since I've watched it, but I, I did really, like, love that movie when I saw it the first couple of times. But his dad says to him, like, you know, like, hey, like, Jennifer Lawrence really loves you. And she really loves you. And and it's a sin in life when something like that comes to your life. And it's a sin not to reach out and, like, go out and grab it. And that's what prompts Bradley Cooper to, like, go after Jennifer Lawrence and finally, like, be with her and stuff. And that's what this... And it's right at the end of the dance competition, too. So I know, I know this is, like, at the beginning of the dance competition or whatever, but it, it it just reminded me so much. I don't know if it's because of all the dancing, but it's just the fathers being like, go do this. This is what you really want to do. And, and don't make a mistake. Like, go go get that thing that you, you want so badly. And, oh, my God, I might cry right now just thinking about it i just i love that so much mm. Which, and, and i guess to set set the scene a little bit so there's this malevolent entity of the australian mm-hmm. dance federation um president uh, barry fife who doesn't want new steps doesn't want scott doing his new crowd pleasing steps because if you can't teach it if you can't do the steps you can't teach it and so their fear is they won't be able to keep making money, basically, I think, is, is, mm-hmm. is the big thing. And they tell Scott mm-hmm. Aruz that um, his dad was just the same as him. 
and he wanted to do new steps and he was a ballroom dancer and he danced with his mum but he did the new steps in the Pan Pacific Grand Prix final uh, lost and had a nervous breakdown Um, and so that's what sends Scott back to Liz in a way because he wants to win for his dad that's what he's told but his his, but but his dad pulls him up and corrects him in that moment and says, no, that's not the case. I, we didn't mm-hmm. enter because your mum wouldn't dance with me. And then, then, and then, and then we see what their relationship has been about all the way through the movie. Mm-hmm. And every time that his mum says something to him, calls him a stupid little man and his dad has to take his GTN heart spray to stop him from having an angina attack. Um, you know, but their, their story then is in front of us. And, and I love mm-hmm. that all of these different things are going on in the background. They're very real. They're very important. Yeah. And, and his dad's a great dancer. I love, I, I love his dad dancing. He, we, we see his oh dad sneak into like the dance studio a couple of times, I think, and do little mm-hmm. routines to himself, which are just clearly freestyle. Freestyle. <laughs> Oh, jazz oh my gosh! Numbers. Yeah, I just love when he's on the roof finally, and he's spinning around. I'm like, what? It's holding laundry, or what? I don't know what it is exactly. Yeah, yeah. But he's so cute. A washing pole. Oh my gosh! I do get really. I I actually started getting teary eyed when you were like talking about how mean the mom can be to the dad because it is really brutal sometimes, and that mom is so over the top. Um, but another thing I really liked. I, I'm sorry, I keep bouncing all over the place. But I really like when like Scott and Fran are doing their their dance. Um, one one thing too before you know they are dancing and then the music gets pulled or whatever and everyone starts clapping to make like a rhythm and a and a dance for them or like a song for them and and they're just dancing to the clapping. I really like that. Mm. Um, but when the music does come back on, um, it's like the first time mm. like his mother is seeing him for who he really is and she is just genuinely moved and genuinely happy and i think that's when she finally is able to start appreciating her husband again i guess i don't know but it just something in her has changed um because you know uh once the the song ends or whatever um you know the dad uh Doug, he takes Shirley, the mom, and and they start dancing. And I think it might be the first time they've danced in in years, probably. Mm-hmm. And and there is something very different in her. And I I think just finally realizing like her husband was right, Scott was right. Like let him do what he wants to do. It's going to be amazing. He's going to be happy. And and it really just changed her. And uh, I think that's a beautiful scene as well. Yeah, and I almost wonder if that attitude towards her husband is because you know she regrets those decisions she made anyway all the way through the movie and just hates hates herself in that moment for making that decision and that's then affected their entire relationship and almost in a way almost doesn't want scott to do his new steps to help her validate her decision all of those years ago um and then when it happens it's you know that that burden off of her off of her shoulders has been released it's been cathartic for her and that's what it feels like it almost feels like mm-hmm. she can breathe again when you see her um yeah. walking um hand in hand with with doug um mm-hmm. down to the dance floor yeah i i love that moment that that's such a beautiful mm-hmm. moment um you know she died before the premiere of this movie it's really sad isn't I it d- i did see that and and i think also um the producer Albert mm. did he pass away too he did, before yeah. the movie came out? So he passed away really a couple sad. of yeah, a couple of years before the movie came out. Um, but oh, they wow. they continued to finance the movie 
Um, his wife continued to finance the movie, I think, because oh. he was, he was, yeah, he, he really believed in it, I think. Um, if we, can we talk a bit about I'm Fran? Sorry, I got emotional here. No, <laughs> yes, no. Can we please does talk? Fran, does Fran and, does, Fran? does Fran and her family and, and the relationship between, um, her and her dad as well? Cause that's another sort of, that's another, yeah. that's the other strand in what's going on. We've got Scott and his family, his relationship with his mother and his father, mm-hmm. but then we've got Fran with, her dad Mm -hmm. and her grandma um i loved the place where um they lived (laughs) that that setting that sort of um corner shop with the train train tracks going by just on the underpass it was it was really evocative i don't know it's just really interesting (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. um the dad the first time you meet the dad he's like five foot two he's got the waist of a pencil um but he looks like he's killed about 75 people um and and he just you know he's very aggressive to scott you know why why have you got my daughter out at this time and you think it's going to go down that typical tropey you know the dad doesn't let his daughter go out dancing with the the boy who does the Mm -hmm. sexy dance moves and it becomes something (laughs) so different doesn't it yeah and he's like no no we're just dance partners Mm-hmm. Well, show us then show us show us yeah. well paso doble and they and mm-hmm. so they do this attempt at a paso doble which i thought looked all right but then all of fran's family are in hysterics laughing at how pathetic this paso doble is it turns out a dad is some kind of paso doble genius um flamenco dancing king who is just like this incredible dancer and mm-hmm. you know then they teach Scott and Fran together how to feel that rhythm. And then we see mm-hmm. that again. We see that come to play at the end when, the, when you said mm-hmm. the music stops. They're mm-hmm. dancing, but the plug is pulled in their music. And so they have to feel the rhythm of the claps and they have to yeah. dance in time, move in time with the claps. And I love the fact that this is something they learn from Fran's side of the family as well. And then mm-hmm. and, and, and Fran's journey about... um I don't know. Her relationship with her dad doesn't seem the best. And I think it's, mm-hmm. we don't really ever find out why, but it's, it's something to do with the mother who passed away and perhaps mm-hmm. the dad, you know, not getting over that and, and struggling to form a relationship with his daughter. And then when he mm-hmm. sees, there's a moment when they're practicing on their decking and they do a little bit of, um, the rumba or whatever they're doing and uh, Fran and her dad. And then he looks at her. And I think a bit like when you just said the mum sees Scott perhaps for the first time and he sees Fran for the first time and you can just mm-hmm. that moment in his eyes and it's just oh this movie is wonderful I just love it so much I really do yeah it just makes me smile and it makes me cry all the way through it because of how beautiful it is mm-hmm. I also really like that whole thing with getting to know her family better too because it's showing how much like she does mean to Scott whether he knows it yet or not but he's like bringing in her culture, her heritage, learning from her family. I think it's really sweet when Fran's like, oh, grandma wants to teach you and teach yeah. us. Or And it's so cute. It's, I mean, like, what could be more meaningful than that? Like, you know, and I, I really, I really like to also, um, so at the very end, you know, they're trying to get Scott to dance with Liz and, and Fran's in some other competition type of thing i don't remember but she's just in in like a regular yeah yeah so she just has like a regular dress on and and they're leaving and and then scott finally like after what his dad system he goes to get fran and then abuela well they don't really they just call her grandma but i I keep calling her abuela (laughs) but she 
she has the dress she's like i brought it and like i thought that was a really cute scene she's like yeah. i brought it just in case and and um oh i just love it. and then scott gets to wear her dad's jacket as well mm-hmm. dancing jacket and i thought that was very cool it's it's scott is very lucky to be with somebody who might be future in-laws that are so accepting and welcoming like not many people are that lucky you know and they really seem to like him and they seem to really um admire and respect him and and he does the same for them and i really like i think that's it yeah i think they think they they both learned to respect each other very quickly he scott Mm -hmm. was open to listening to the flamenco mafia dad and Mm -hmm. then he could see that he scott was genuinely interested in the dance as much as anything Mm -hmm. else um yeah and how about, is that the best or the first meeting? Is that the worst or the best meeting of your boyfriend with your parents when he just dances with your dad all night? I mean, I've had way <laughs> worse experiences. I would have gladly have preferred watching the, like, two dudes dance together. I would have preferred it, honestly. Um, so no, I thought it was actually very sweet. And she's so happy that whole time too. She's really smiling. I think she's just so happy he's there. He's learning something more about her. You know, she, she doesn't know. We know how she feels, but I don't think she even knows how he feels yet. And I don't think he's, he knows yet, but I think she's just happy that he's there. Um, and she's, but he so showed cute. up. I, I love Fran. I love Fran so much. She just is the sweetest. And I don't know. I just, I just really, and I, I really like Scott too. Like, you know, going into it, I, I don't know. I just had seen a picture of him and I was like, Oh, is he going <laughs> to be super conceited? And, and that, and then it's going to be like one of those cliches where, Oh, he, yeah. she changes him, but really he's not. He's no. not. He just wants to do his own dance moves. Like, that's really all he wants. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like it, it really, like it, it felt like to me, this movie, was gonna fall into so many tropes like you said but it it doesn't it's so unexpected you know the things that happen in it it's 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 just it's very own mm-hmm. own story and and i and it's a very feel-good movie and mm-hmm. and those are like i mean i also enjoy crying at happy movies they're not just mm-hmm. the depressing ones okay so uh, yeah i cried a couple times <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i think it's exactly it's exactly that it avoids tropes Mm-hmm. incredibly and um i i just for for me the 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 three sort of running um ideas through this for the i guess are still pressing for today in that um art for the sake of art is valid you know and mm-hmm. that just needing to do something you know getting your dance steps out there just just because it's in you it doesn't have to win you a competition it doesn't have to have validation from someone else is is important and and so that's that sticks with me fran's you know self-discovery of really believing what she says so she's all she she was the person who says you know a life lived in fear is a life half lived but then she has to believe it and she has she has the one who has to show her bravery as as the film goes on and she is the brave one and then mm. and then the the evil Australian Dance Federation, which is just a bunch of middle-aged white guys who do not want change <laughs> because they do not want change because they will lose their power and they will lose their mm-hmm. financial income. Mm-hmm. That's what it boils yeah. down to. And and you know, you, you could you could write that story today, and and yes, of course, it would be absolutely apt and um, appropriate. So I just think it's in in a way it is timeless in that you, those messages mm-hmm. will always be true. Um, and I just I just love the that um in a way art and Art and fearlessness wins, <laughs> and not middle-aged white men. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we 
we put that on a t-shirt? Sure. We'll ask Mikey to do it. <laughs> Mikey, mm-hmm. please. Please. Okay? Mm-hmm. No. But, but um, no, that was... I don't know. That was really beautiful. That was really beautiful. So, well, well that's how I feel about this movie. It's beautiful. Oh. It's beautiful. If we just it talk is. about the finale real quick, is that okay? Because I yep. just think the finale... Oh, yeah, yeah. The finale is... If you, you know, the best finales of any movie, like Whiplash, you've not seen it. It has an incredible finale. Paddington 2, incredible. Oh, my God. Incredible (laughs) finale. I would put this up there with that. The way the pieces come together, the way that we're emotionally Mm -hmm. ready for Scott Mm -hmm. and Fran to do their dance. And that power slide onto the floor after the dance has mm-hmm. started and they enter the, the the ballroom and just just their dance is incredible but then mm-hmm. um as you said the 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 music is stopped and then we get all the ensemble cast becoming involved we get mm-hmm. les who's scott's coach punching barry fife in the jaw we get the kids <laughs> Um, locking themselves in the in the music booth to to keep the music playing, and then in the end we get Liz sticking the music back on. You know, know. Scott's old partner, um, who's been nothing but a bit of a howling banshee, I guess, all the way through. But but, but I agree with you. I love Liz. I think she's fantastic. Uh, yeah. But she then has a face turn at the end. But mm-hmm. before Liz, the dad, Doug, Scott's dad, starting the clap. Start <laughs> just when there's no music and Barry Fife, the president, mm-hmm. is on the is on the, the loudspeaker. You're disqualified. You need to leave the dance floor. And then Doug mm-hmm. just starts the slow clap, and then everybody yeah. joins in, and then they start to feel that rhythm, and they feel the beat, and then they dance in time with the claps, and then Liz sticks the music back on. Oh boy, and then it kicks off. It's just wonderful, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's just so yeah. good. It's so well put together. <sighs> the way yeah. everybody is used like that. Mm-hmm. And I, another thing too, just like when the dad starts crying because he's just so happy, I think for his son and I think for Fran too. And I don't know, it's just like I said, like cute movie dads. Mm-hmm. Ooh, they just get me. I don't know. I really <laughs> like them. And this dad is like probably going to be in my top 10 <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> um, but no, it's a, it's just. It's such a good payoff. I mean, like, every dance they do together is so good. But to finally see it, what all their hard work is in three weeks, too, which is unreal. Oh, it's just so good. Mm -hmm. It's so good. good. (laughs) I really love it. Yeah. And the idea that some of it, I guess, is improvised with the clap as well, and that they've learned to dance <laughs> yeah, like that together, that <laughs> um, is 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 so good. And yeah, it brings. And and I think what happens then. I mean, we don't see. There's no result to this Pan Pacific Grand Prix. It no, kind of just <laughs> it kind of just descends into chaos. They 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 have yeah. their dance. Doug mm-hmm. and uh, Shirley, the the mom, they they have their mm-hmm. little dance, and then everybody invades the dance floor, and it just yeah. and it just kind of finishes with all the couples going past the camera. Yeah, I I love that though because like that is the whole point though. It's not about winning; it's about dancing. It's about doing what you want to do. It's about what makes you happy. And I think I'm so happy there wasn't like a winner announced or yeah. anything. And and oh, it's just. Like, I don't know, like, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just very, very feel good. And Hmm. I don't know, I think just like how I was talking like last week, I've just been kind of in a rut and this has like kind of kicked me into gear. Like, I just kind of needed, 
a movie like this, um, just to get me back into wanting to watch things and be excited to watch things again. And sometimes that's all it takes, like, um, just something I really, really enjoy and love to get me back into it. So again, here's the bridge again. Like, I feel so much better. I, this movie made me so happy <laughs> and it, I can't wait to watch it again. And I'm, I don't know. Like, I, I just mm. want to like get some friends to watch it that haven't seen it. I don't know. That's it's just, it. oh. Isn't that, isn't that the, so <laughs> that's good. what we're doing, isn't it? That, but isn't yeah. That, oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, but no, but that's it. And, and I guess, and is there anything that you want to say? Otherwise I'll, I'll move on to why I picked it. Is there anything else that you wanted no, to say? No, no, no. I, I think for the most part, I did, if I missed anything, I mean, this movie is just, I think, perfect from start to finish. But I did get to say the things I love, but I just, no, I, I can't think of anything else except for that. I just wanted to tell you I really, really enjoyed oh, it. And I think it's so gotten pleased. me back into the game. So um, <laughs> I'm doing better. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I just wanted to, it's kind of like a reflection of what you just said that you want to when you've watched this movie you want to share it with someone else and when Mm -hmm. um we started talking about i don't know doing a podcast about sharing movies we love this was probably the first movie i knew that i was gonna do at some point and i think it's been on the list since since forever because it was that's the experience that i had this was a movie that was shared with me um, I'd not seen it i mean i kind of um it came out in 92 so i think i probably hadn't seen it it was maybe like 15 plus years after it came out before I saw it and it was my wife who who introduced me to it and I was so reluctant to watch it I was so reluctant Mm. um you know me and my wife um we always uh Katie would say that we don't have anything in common and and we do have lots of things in common um but that's more about our sort of attitudes to life and what's important more than things that we share together and enjoy she's she's a jock She's great at every sport and I'm a total geek and nerd. And so sometimes there isn't often a place where we meet in the middle. Um, and she said, well, this is the, f- this, I used to watch this movie every week when I was a kid. We sh- do you want to watch it? And I was like, Oh, it sounds, sounds a bit rubbish. <laughs> I don't really want to watch it. And then in, in, I did watch it in the end and I just cried all the way through. And I was like, this movie is incredible. And I can't stop to, I can't stop recommending it to people since then because I think it's exactly that, that type of entity. I, um, I, I saw an interview with Baz Luhrmann where he said, the biggest challenge for this movie is just getting people to watch it because he, he really feels that once you watch it, once you've seen it, then, um, you'll like it and you'll, and, and you'll enjoy it. And you know, when they screened it at Cannes, Cannes Film Festival, they had a 50 minute standing ovation after the, <laughs> the first showing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I think, <laughs> you know, it, you just love it. And I think I would, re- mm-hmm. there's not a single person I wouldn't recommend this movie to. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what we're about. Like, sharing mm-hmm. sharing these joyous things that we've experienced that we just want other people to, to experience and i wanted you to watch it marcy i wanted you to watch mm-hmm. it and i wanted you to 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 have that experience as well and i'm so pleased that you liked it i'm so pleased that you liked it i love how i pick you super depressing dark <laughs> movies and you're like here's this ball of light and i want you to hold the sun for like 90 minutes Okay, and feel its warmth and glory. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I'm going to pay you back and make you sob uncontrollably, but in a dark, depressing way next week. So just wait. That is our dynamic. That is our dynamic. 
Um, no, I just thank you so much. Um, I do want to mention, you know, we were talking about 70 millimeter in their discord. I really did not even have this movie on my radar until, um, specifically Mel, our friend Mel, uh, she really loves this movie too. And she would talk about it when I first joined that discord. And I was like, what is this? And I, you know, I really like, I'm so in love with Romeo and Juliet, as I mentioned, that and Moulin Rouge has grown on me. Um, that I wasn't even like aware of this movie, and I was like, "Well, Mel really likes it." Then I found out you really liked it, and then one by one, all these people were coming out of the woods telling me, "Oh, this movie!" And I was like, "All right, well, I'll add it to my watch list," you know. And and I never like watched it. And then when we started planning everything, I mean, we have movies probably planned out for like two years. It feels like that. I don't know, but I remember this being on there like initially and I was so excited and I remember like even times like texting you like hey it's on the streaming service and you're like you can watch it I was oh, like yeah. no, I'll wait I'll wait I'll wait but this is like one that I was really just genuinely could not wait to watch and could not wait to talk about with you and then after watching it was like oh my god I wish like, I wish, like because we try to make a rule where we're like save it for the pod save it for the pod and there's this was just one that I really wish, like, I could have just told you, like, from the get-go how much it meant to me and how much I loved it. And I was like, damn it, I, I can't do that right now. So I have to wait a couple of days. But, you know, but no, I really did love it. I really did love it. And it's like, like I said, it's really helped me out because I've just, I don't know, I've been in a weird spot. I told everybody about it last week. And sometimes that happens. And sometimes it, it can be, like, something in life gets you back on track or sometimes it's just a really good movie gets you back on track and I feel like back on track so whew, double thank you <laughs> that's all I have oh. to say <laughs> no yeah. I'm really I'm, I'm so I'm really pleased I think it, when when we mm-hmm. this is just this is perfect I think for the the feeling of that that we want and, mm-hmm. and to share things and, yeah. and just to kind of hope hope in a way that when we share the things that we love that other people are interested <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I know, like, I know we made it, well, I made a joke, <laughs> like, I think, what, I don't know, first or second episode, where you're like, I don't really care, like, what you think about movies, or the movies I'll pick, but I know there are certain movies that really do mean a lot to you, and it, and it, it is kind of nerve-wracking being like, are they gonna like this movie, and I, I don't know, maybe this was one for you, but, um, I know I really did love it, so I just Well, you didn't to break you, my heart, you. you didn't break my heart. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> okay, you know, what a, I'm so pleased that at some point during this week, you were watching this movie and you were just having the best time of your life. That's, that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Yes. So, oh, so yeah. thank you. Thank you. Well, and there <laughs> oh, we go. Yeah, that is you. strictly yeah. ballroom. <laughs> yes. Go. Yeah. Please. I think it is oh, Paramount, Paramount Plus so in America. It's, it's on there. It's on, it's on Prime Video in the UK. In the UK, but in America, I think it is Paramount Plus. Um, I, I, I think so. Um, but I think honestly, just buy it. Well, I'm, <laughs> just yeah, got, I'm, I'm gagging for some kind of limited edition, you know, mm-hmm. 4K with all the director's mm-hmm. commentary and stuff. It's just not, it's just not out there, is it? Come on, come on, Baz. Yeah. Get it together. Come on. Now that Elvis is coming out. Jeez. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right, the Baz. Well, box it <laughs> let, let it happen 
<laughs> well, mm-hmm. shall we um shall we talk about our email address? Yes, I really thought you were going to say shall we dance for Oh. <laughs> May we. That is said in the movie too at one point. Mm-hmm. Um but no, we shall talk about the email. You would you like to talk about the email? <laughs> All right then, I'll do it. Um so we would love uh, for you to let us know what you've been watching. Have you been watching along? Um, what's your mm-hmm. favorite movie, uh, for the theme Let's Dance or <laughs> anything really? If you send emails to the movie mixtape pod at gmail.com or any voicemails, that would be amazing. We do mm-hmm. have a couple of messages this week. Master, okay. do you want me to read them? Please. Okay. <laughs> Um, we had another one uh, this week from Tim Hamilton, and he was talking about the episode uh, with Mikey P. Uh, and he says, High and Low is one of the few Kurosawa films I have not seen, but will now. And thank the gods Mikey P. was not abducted. Wow, Tim. Tim, I think we all thank <laughs> the gods. I think we all thank the gods on that one. Um, as as Marcy said, he... He was a be- beautiful, well, he said he was a beautiful boy, and then Marcy confirmed he was still a beautiful boy. So, you know, we cannot, <laughs> we cannot rid the world of the joy that is Mikey P. Um, and, and as we heard, as we heard in the episode, High and Low is the only Kurosawa film, um, I have seen. So I- I'm in mm-hmm. opposites to you, Tim. Opposites. <laughs> I know Marcy recommended the hidden, hidden fortress, I think is your mm-hmm. favorite. Is that right? I think you. Well, I okay. High and low is definitely, and I'd say Hidden Fortress. They're tied. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be a little bit diverse in that, mm-hmm. that poll we had, um, but that is one. I think you, I think you would absolutely love that. Mifune is incredible in it, but there's also a very uh, kick butt lady in it, and I think you would love her. Um, but I like it's a very fun. Yeah, me too. Uh, but it's a very funny, fun um, adventure samurai movie that I think uh-huh. you would really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I do want a mm-hmm. bit of samurai in my life. Yeah, it's so also I'm gonna, I'm gonna... like ni- ninety minutes too. So no, it's go. not. It's so not ninety yeah, minutes. Yeah, Hidden Fortress. Yeah, it is. Hold on, no hold way. on, hold on, hold on. I I know right. it's on the we'll shorter let it side. Bit out where you're just looking it up, but it's like oh two no hours, no no. Minutes. If if I'm right, you owe me like ice cream or something. And <laughs> you have to send it over. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. Oh my god, it's not <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm thinking of Throne of Blood. Like... Okay, so we just. Wait for next week when when Marcy corrects does a correction for this next week, okay? Because it's literally about two hours, two hours twenty, two hours, even two hours forty or something like that. <laughs> so, did you mean Throne of Blood or did you mean um, Hidden Fortress? I, I think I think because I've been trying to watch Throne of Blood the last couple of weeks, which is ninety three minutes. Maybe don't hold me to it, please, everybody. Um, I think I was thinking of that, but also like Hidden Fortress to me flies by, so maybe I was thinking it was ninety minutes. Oh, wow, I can't believe that just happened. I am like just like everybody listening at home <laughs> can believe it. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! That was so funny. <laughs> I love. I won't even admit what the what the minutes were on the. Minute. But yeah, thank you, Tim. Thank you, and your. <laughs> please, do. Tim. Look what you've done. Oh my goodness! Please, please do, Tim. Let us know when um the the first episode of is it 
uh, your podcast is out because I don't think it's out yet, is it? Said Bimco. No, I don't think so. I owe him like 14 million embarrassing high school stories now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing a podcast <laughs> about your embarrassing high school stories. So uh, give them a follow. Mm-hmm. Seddy Bimco. Uh, Seddy underscore Bimco mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had, mm-hmm. oh, and we had another message, but this, this wasn't through an email. This was a personal message from mm-hmm. a friend of mine. Um, mm-hmm. who is basically long enough for me to class it as an email and he said I could read it on air so that's okay so I'm going to go for it so this okay. is um, a friend called Gareth, Gareth Reese, and he said I just wanted to say how much I love your podcast and he put love in capitals so you know it's real <laughs> at first I thought uh, watch the movie and then listen to the podcast but then I remembered that we can barely manage two hours of TV a week so I just enjoy the podcast and I enjoy the movie through two pairs of beautiful eyes, kind, beautiful eyes. And if I watch the movie later, well, that's a bonus. And now you're a go-to podcast, a go-to happy po- podcast. So thank you. Which is I just always lovely, wasn't it? It's lovely. Yeah. That's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Obviously, he hasn't heard uh, the Ka- Gaia episode because there's... Let's hope like, no one has... non <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope nobody from Shido Ghibli's heard it. Flip neck. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm still trying to get over. Yeah. I'm still trying to get over what happened in that episode. So uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, as we've said, as we've said, the new movie. Sometimes uh-huh. you know it's going to hit. Sometimes it's going to miss for each of us, and that's fine. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Honesty mm-hmm. in this friendship mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. But Gareth, uh, I really appreciate that message. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you yeah. send that and he's a genuine guy and um and i think oh it was a bit of in a way we talk about not needing validation <laughs> but it was a bit of validation that the the feel of the show was what we wanted it to be because that's what we wanted it to be i think we we basically just want a dance competition with that message just saying that's what it feels like <sighs> doing our own moves doing new steps uh-huh. <laughs> i'm fran and marcy <laughs> Is Scott. <laughs> if, if I was a beautiful Australian man, woo, what a life I would. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those oh those were our two uh, e-neithers this week. Um, those great. So we're doing all right. We're doing again some feedback now. But if you're yeah. out there in TV land or podcast land and you like your podding, then why don't you just get in touch with us and tell us what you think and we would love to read it out or listen to your voicemail um wouldn't mm-hmm. we marcy yeah mm-hmm. definitely and sure. uh, and while we're here if you want to do as a review on itunes or something like that that's all right as well um mm-hmm. but no pressure just if you want to do it that's okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah. whatever yeah. yeah i mean that's mm-hmm. anyway, no, fine it's cool thanks um mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you do you want to talk about what we're going to do next week yeah i I'm very excited for next week for a couple of reasons. Luckily, I checked with you on some things before we started because I almost had a stroke. I a stroke to of what? Stroke of something. stroke of genius? A stroke of luck? No, just like stroke of panic. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I I picked a dance movie. Uh, there is dancing in this movie. It's called Lovers Rock. Um, it came out in 2020. It is part of Steve McQueen's um, British anthology series called Small Acts. Uh, here in America, it is on Amazon Prime. I assumed it was on Amazon Prime in your country as well because it is a British series. So you would assume it would be available to you. Well, we had to do some digging. And what is the official title that I sent that 
two that it's on. We didn't really have to dig very hard. Marcy discovered <laughs> it in about ten seconds. It is on. <laughs> it's on the BBC iPlayer, which is don't worry. People know what the BBC iPlayer is over here. That's a that's okay. a that's okay. like asking you Americans if you know what um ha- like a hamburger <laughs> is or something. You know. Oh boy, I've never had one, so I don't know. Do you know what <laughs> I, it is? I don't know what. I mean, maybe. I've never had one though. But anyways, I I will get more into well, I'll get more into like why I picked this and everything. But I think this is gonna spark a fun question because so just to give it a little more info, yes, small acts uh, and so the whole series is called Small Acts. It was considered a TV mini series, but there are I believe five of these. And each is a movie though. It's it's so hard to explain. So we'll get into the what is TV, what is movie. I feel like there's blurred lines with the way the world is now and everything. Uh but this is episode two of it. It's called Lover's Rock. Search for small acts, though. Uh you'll have a harder time if you look for Lover's Rock. But um it is episode two of the Small Axe series. And yeah, I hope everybody oh wait the best part and i already told you this surprise and this is fact this is like correct okay it is only 70 minutes long okay you're welcome oh oh my goodness i know i know i know i know you can probably watch it three times in one night but um (laughs) not the way i watch Uh, things (laughs) but i'm just very excited to talk about this i've been obsessed with this for a couple years now oh really obsessed Yeah, it just, oh. it's stuck with me. I don't want to give too much away. I'm like already talking about You've You've, you've done half of the podcast already. Okay. Just saving us time. Great. Perfect. <laughs> this right, this episode's that, yeah, on that's two hours week. ten. Yeah, but you guys better watch it. It's here. It's easily available oh and it's very short. <laughs> uh, did you just, did you just threaten the listeners? Yeah, I think that's fine. That's no. acceptable. You can threaten them. Yeah. So I, I will be watching it. I can promise you that. So mm-hmm. at least one other person okay. will watch it this week. Right. Okay. Cool. And cool. I and we will see each other next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Marcy. Week. <laughs> All right, Is that okay? Dirk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a lovely time, and I'll speak to you next week. Yes, when we I do. do too. Lovers Rock. Yeah, I'll, Lovers Rock next week. I'm very excited. I will see you then, and bye for now. See you later. Bye. So can I? Mixtape is a podcast hosted by Dirk and Marcy, mixed and edited by me. Our logo comes from Iron Tooth Design. Find us on Instagram at the underscore movie mixtape and catch new episodes on Wednesdays. Thanks for listening. Bye!